I have Andrew Hughes in the studio oh, with me, who is a mindset coach. So we've been talking about your journey. He's gone from corporate as the big high-flying shiny suit solicitor in the corporate world, stressed to the max, and he said he had a bit of a midlife awakening. Yes, that's, I think that's the best way to put it, don't you, midlife awakening? A midlife crisis. <laughs> well, you didn't have a heart attack, honey. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. It was not funny, actually. But when I was looking around at my peers, that's what they were doing. They were having heart attacks. Yeah, having heart attacks or, or just weird illnesses. There was one fellow who I worked with, just a lovely bloke but stressed. He ended up getting this some sort of weird liver sickness and they had to – and so his temperature went through the roof and they took him into hospital. They had to put him in front in a like a fridge with fans blowing on him in the nude for a day to bring his temperature down. Oh, you know, just wow. people – one of our senior, um, very senior and, and prominent lawyers who uh, is now a, a Queen's counsel, a very senior and, and very good, worked himself to a stage where he ended up getting this weird strain of hepatitis, came in one day, looked like a banana. Oh, <laughs> and wow. was like, have you looked in the mirror? Is that spray tan? <laughs> He was completely yellow. Yeah. And then when I, where I was, a judge, a young judge, only in his early 50s, riding to work, a young kids died of a heart attack. Wow. So those things are just wake up calls. Yeah, and, they are. And, um, you know, I had to, here I was, uh, beating myself. Well, I, you know, was really beating myself up on a daily basis. And, you know, I just came to that point where I thought, what am I doing it for? Yeah. You know, do I don't want to do this for another 25 years? And, I watched The Secret around about that time, yes. you know, which was a bit of a, a bit of a turning point. And I thought, you know what, why can't I have something different? And I think in, in the law, we used to call it the golden handcuffs. That is, I get in, I get used to a certain income. I get used to a certain a style of living, certain, certain style of restaurants I go to, a certain style of wine. <laughs> I don't drink nearly as much grain as I used to. So, and, and then you get kids and they go into private school and you get a couple of cars on lease. And so... And then, then you're sort of tired. And then it's like, well, oh, yeah. but I can't do anything else. And also the nature, I think, of most professions is you climb the ladder by becoming an expert on an ever-growing smaller area. You know, you sort of become a bit more nicheified, And then that adds to the, well, what else can I do? Yeah. Um, and I think for me that was the big thing was deciding that I could do something else. Yeah, that's a big decision. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, I've spoken to an amazing man called Julio Delafitte who is a property millionaire and he teaches people how to buy property and he says that it doesn't matter how much you earn, you spend every cent of it because Absolutely. the more you earn, the more you buy, the more mm. private schools, the more holidays, the bigger the house. No one ever really invests. So he actually says that he wants to help raise the financial intelligence of Australia by helping people see outside of that trap. Yeah. So what happened after you quit the job? Did you quit the job? What did you do? Yeah, yeah, I, I burnt the boats, as as the saying goes. So uh, burnt the boats. Yeah, you know that whole you know where I'm going to invade somewhere and so you can't escape. You burn the boats. So that's what we did. We um, <laughs> Is that one yeah, we we um, I quit. Uh, I quit, and you know, uh, as I went in, I announced my resignation. They offered me uh, more money, bigger job, and and all of that. And um, I said, look, I couldn't possibly. I've, I've made, I, you know, when you get that threshold, we all have internal thresholds around a whole range of things. And once you hit that threshold and make an internal decision then it's easy. 
and and for, as I said, for me, the decision was I could do something else. So now that is a huge decision with four children, yeah, four children yeah. and a wife saying we need to pay the bills. You know, interestingly enough, I, I have friends that never made that decision because that stress of paying the bills yeah. and the private school yeah. fees, just like I want to be creative and go out there and do something else, but this job pays me a wage, so I will never do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people don't make that decision. Yeah, and look, that comes a little bit back to that aha moment. Yeah. That we're just talking about because mm-hmm. what happens is we get so caught up in our thoughts. You know, I know mm. you would you, you talk about this all the time, Karen, but we get addicted to our thoughts and we believe them, which is even worse. So aha moments come when we escape our thoughts. And for me, I meditated every day for a month, for an hour, every morning. Even with four kids, I'd get up. Even we, went with four on, kids. We, we went on holidays and I was up at my in-laws and I would say, right, I'm off. Do not disturb me. And I'd go off, I'd meditate uh, for an hour. Fantastic. And you know what? You get incredible clarity. Mm, you do. Ooh. And when you get that clarity, you realise that, you know what? Those fears aren't real. Mm. Yeah. You can do amazing things. You have so much inside you that is busting to get out. Just get out of the way. So once I got in touch with that, it wasn't a choice for me. It wasn't like a, oh, do I do it, do I don't do it. It was like, well, there's no other choice. Mm. You know, it's, it was plain. And so, you know, we had a, we had a big uh, quarter million dollar, a bit more mortgage. I was a lawyer, had been a lawyer for a long time. We left all of our friends, uh, all of our community, sold our house and moved to a little place on the north coast called Nabiak. Which, if anyone so, knows it, so is not much. Not it's not much. So you moved out of the city. Did yeah, your yeah. aha mo- moment have you moving out of the city? Yeah. To a quieter lifestyle. Well, to a quieter lifestyle, and we just wanted to make a break. And as as luck would have it, my family are farmers, mm-hmm. and they had a spare house, mm-hmm. always handy. <laughs> and so it was sort of, you know what? Why not? And we'll go and um, we'll go and explore life. Yeah. At what point? Were you prompted to make that decision though? Was it was it when your little kid, I think he was five, that was one of them. That was who one. You said, "Look, oh, poor daddy's got to go to work." Was was that the point you, you kind of thought about it? Uh, yeah, I started thinking because I and I was cranky. One of the things was because I was so cranky. I always thought I was the same before. I always wanted to be the best father in the world, mm. but I would smack my kids. I yeah. never ever got angry in my life ever until I had children. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? And then my daughter. From the age of about six months, could see this big red button, much like that fire extinguisher button we can see on the on the on the wall there. Mm-hmm. This big red button, and she could push it, mm. and I didn't even know I had it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was angry, and kids then I would, that. <laughs> yeah, and then I would smack my kids, and then I would just get enormous guilt and shame. Yeah. So I hated that about myself. Yeah. I just hated that, and so I had that, and I knew I had to change, and then I was getting no fulfilment from what I was doing. And the mm. thought of doing it for another 20 years. And then I, you know, I remember when I, when I left, this is the classic thing. When I left, there was a guy there who was a very, very senior, did a lot of the work. He ended up in the high court amongst lawyers. This is, you know, this is big hitting. And he said to me, um, Andrew, well, I wish I was doing what you were doing. And I said, oh, he was, he was on enormous money. And I said, oh, you know, it's not too bad for you, is it? He said, you know what? I look back on my life. It's been a wasted life. Wow. wow. You know, almost crying. I barely knew the fellow. And uh, I thought he was, I said, I have a dig. I said, no, okay, come on. No, no, it's not that bad. He said, no, no, it's been a wasted life. And little things That's like sad. that, you know, and once you get that clarity and once I had that meditation, meditation, and like I just knew, I knew I couldn't stay. It wasn't that I had to go. I just couldn't stay. Yeah. yeah. But let me ask you this. <laughs> Were you scared? 
Uh, no, it's funny. I wasn't. When I you wasn't. quit the job, I mean, did you have somewhere to go to sort of earn your wage before you became a no. a mindset guru? No, I had some <laughs> ideas that I was going to go off and do something online with my brother and, and, and make a billion dollars in the first 12 months, which I then worked out was totally values inconsistent for me. <laughs> and after that was the next part I of the really story. Should. The next part of the story was I spent the first seven months and went to the States twice. I went to huge conferences with all this online stuff. And then we went to launch. We sold one product at $17. <laughs> and I'd spent around about $70,000 at that stage. So the little bit of money we had was gone. Oh, on the and business plan. you know, imagine what then, oh. that's when I was in the peak of the, the, the deep in the abyss. Mm. And that's where I decided that I had to commit to my passion. Oh, dear. Well, you know, stay tuned. We're going to hear more from Andrew. <laughs> Glenn's going to ask some questions. And I invite you to, the phone's been ringing, I invite you to ring up and ask some questions if you've got some questions from Andrew. So ring back that person that rang before and we'll ask Andrew some questions and find more about his story. You're with Karen, Accentuating the Positive on FM 99.3. You can be happy. You can be happy, yeah, yeah. Many people spend a lifetime acting fine like they have got things under control. But sooner or later they may take a hit, start to trip, and the mask won't fit them no more. Now, 